I don't mean to alarm you or anything, and I actually hope this gives you hope and something to look forward to, but as of today, we are just four months away from Christmas. Today, by the way, is Monday, August 24th, but please, please don't start with the holiday gift guides already. I mean, rumor has it that pumpkin spice latte returns to Starbucks this weekend on Friday the 28th, but please respect those of us like me, who are still savoring summer. I mean, it's still August. Hi and hello. You found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. You can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. What is the weirdest thing you've ever been mailed? When I was in college, I saw a cutesy news segment about a person in Illinois who got a coconut in the mail anonymously for 20 years on Valentine's Day and that even when he moved, he still got the coconut. No return address, no note, no box, just a coconut with stamps affixed directly to the coconut and a sticker with his address. The recipient said in the most recent years that the coconut started arriving more creatively. The year that I saw the news segment, the coconut arrived on a stretcher in an ambulance. And I just thought this whole thing was just so bizarre and brilliant. And now I cannot find this news segment anywhere. So I do wonder if it's still going on or if this was a fever dream that I had. (laughs) I'm going to read you a list of 10 things that allegedly can be mailed through the United States Postal Service without using a box. And then I want you to leave me a comment on Instagram, on the Today By The Way Instagram account, if you are willing to be a guinea pig to receive one of these ridiculous items. I'm sorry to Isabel and Jude's and any other Today By The Way friend outside of the United States. I am strictly testing the United States Postal Service. So if you want to participate, you just have to be willing to send me a selfie with you and the item. Just comment on today's Instagram post and I will randomly draw 10 names and then randomly choose one of those items to be sent to one of those 10 people. And we can see if it gets to you safe and sound. If you decide to participate and you are one of the lucky 10, I actually don't know if lucky is the right word for this, you will get one of these items. I will start with a classic coconut as an homage to the news segment that sparked this ridiculous idea in the first place. But one can also allegedly mail a box of candy, a plastic animal, a rubber ball, a frisbee, a flip-flop, a plain raw potato, a plastic bottle, a piñata, and a hula hoop, all without wrapping them or without putting them in a box. So let's see, shall we? I'll, I'll do a dollar store run and we will see if those things can make it to you. Leave your comment with a raised hand or hand up emoji and you and I will run this experiment together for our community. It's for science. You know, I don't think the Pony Express ever had to handle a hula hoop. We will see if our modern day postal service can handle it. The postal system has grown substantially since its founding. In colonial times, mail was simply delivered by friends, merchants, and Native Americans. Because colonists needed to send mail back to England, the first official postal service was established in 1639 when the General Court of Massachusetts designated Richard Fairbanks' tavern in Boston as the official mail drop for overseas parcels. 
Using a tavern for mail may seem odd, but it was common in England for taverns and coffee houses to be used as mail drops. Most local authorities began establishing their own routes between the colonies, but it was not until 1683 that William Penn established an official post office in Pennsylvania. In the South, private messengers, usually enslaved people, relayed mail between plantations. In 1775, the Continental Congress appointed Benjamin Franklin as the first postmaster general in charge of the newly created post office department. Earlier, Franklin had proven his ability when he was appointed postmaster general in Philadelphia in 1737 and had brought new organization, speed, and reliability to the service. In the early 19th century, as the country's population began moving westward into the newly acquired territories of Louisiana, Oregon, and California, the mail had to travel much greater distances, particularly during the California Gold Rush. To meet the needs of the quarter of a million people who now lived west, the post office department awarded a contract to the Pacific Mail Steamship Company to carry mail to California. Mail traveled by ship from New York to Panama, moved across Panama by railroad, then went on to San Francisco by ship. It should have taken three or four weeks for a letter from the east to travel to California, but it usually took longer. There were also two stagecoach routes, the southern and the central routes. The central route was shorter but couldn't be used year-round. The Butterfield Overland Mail Company had a government contract to carry mail using the southern route, and that took just 25 days. The Pony Express was founded in 1860 by a freight company that supplied goods to the western part of the United States. 80 to 100 Pony Express riders made $100 a month to cover the 1,966 miles from St. Joseph, Missouri to Sacramento, California, through Kansas, Nebraska, Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, Nevada, and California. They crossed the Missouri River by ferry, and at any given time, two riders were traveling on the route, one in each direction. They changed horses every 10 to 15 miles at one of the almost 200 stations located every 5 to 20 miles along the route, and the riders went 75 to 100 miles before stopping and handing off the mail to the next rider. They averaged 10 miles per hour and completed the route in only 10 days, proving that the central route was faster. While it was ultimately a financial failure for the company, the Pony Express succeeded in proving that the central route could indeed be used year-round. The post office department officially became the United States Postal Service on July 1, 1971. At that time, it became an independent established of the executive branch of the United States government rather than a part of the cabinet. As a very brief aside, please read more about the history of Black Americans serving as postmasters and the outrage and even lynchings that that caused in many Southern states. I've linked the stories of Fraser Baker, who was lynched in 1896, and Minnie Cox, the first African-American woman to serve as a postmaster in the United States around the same time. I have to pause right here to spotlight today's sponsor. I have been using Prep Dish for three years now, and now that I'm back to a gluten-free, high-protein way of eating, I am so thankful that I'm not spending hours culling recipes and shopping lists from all over the internet trying to make a kid-friendly keto meal for my whole family. Prep Dish is my kitchen VIP. Prep Dish is a healthy meal planning service that offers a variety of options, including dairy-free, paleo, gluten-free, and keto menus, which is what we do. 
They email you the entire week's grocery list, which you can print or save to your phone. And then it's one trip to the grocery store or one session putting in your order at your favorite curbside pickup or grocery delivery service. And then you're set for the week. Along with the shopping list are detailed instructions so you can prep all of that week's meals in one go. This is now our family's Monday after breakfast tradition. We turn on the tunes and we get to prepping together. I'd love for you to see how easy Prep Dish is too. Visit PrepDish.com slash today to try it for two weeks completely free. That's PrepDish.com slash today. Hit me up if you take advantage of that free trial. I would love to know what dishes you're prepping. And now back to the show. While that history is little known, there's something else in the history of the United States Postal Service that is also overlooked. And that's the fact that people used to mail children through the Postal Service. When the post office's parcel post officially began in January 1st, 1913, the ability to mail packages, not just letters, suddenly allowed millions of Americans in rural communities great access to all kinds of goods and services. But almost immediately, it had some unintended consequences as some parents tried to send their children through the mail. A few weeks after Parcel Post began, an Ohio couple named Jesse and Matilda Beagle mailed their eight-month-old son James to his grandmother, who lived just a mile away in Batavia. According to United States Postal Service historian Jenny Lynch, Baby James was just shy of the 11-pound weight limit for packages sent via parcel post, and his delivery cost his parents only 15 cents in postage, although they did insure him for $50. They didn't put him in a box, but rather they just handed him off to the mail carrier who agreed to deliver the package a mile away with a card affixed to him with the correct amount of postage. In one other famous case, on February 19, 1914, a four-year-old girl named Charlotte May Pierstorf was mailed via train from her home in Grangeville, Idaho, to her grandparents' house about 73 miles away. Postage was cheaper than a train ticket, Lynch said. Luckily, little May wasn't unceremoniously shoved into a canvas sack along with other packages. As it turns out, she was accompanied on her trip by her mother's cousin, who worked as a clerk for the railway mail service. It's likely that his willingness to chaperone his young cousin is what convinced local officials to go ahead and allow the girl to be sent along with the mail. Her story became so legendary that it was even made into a children's book called Mailing May. But while the odd practice of sometimes slipping kids into the mail might be seen as incompetence or negligence on the part of the parents and mail carriers, Lynch wrote that this is evidence of just how much rural communities relied on and trusted local postal workers. Mail carriers were trusted servants, and this just goes to prove it, Lynch said. There are stories of rural carriers delivering babies and taking care of the sick. Even now, they'll save lives because they're sometimes the only person that visits a remote household every day. Over the years, the stories of children being mailed continued to pop up from time to time in newspapers as parents occasionally managed to slip their children through the mail thanks to rural workers willing to let it slide. Finally, on June 14, 1913, several newspapers, including the Washington Post, the New York Times, and the Los Angeles Times, all ran stories stating that the postmaster had officially decreed that children could no longer be sent through the mail. And maybe, for some of you, that's kind of a bummer. Around here, the public schools are one week into online learning, and I heard that that first week was pretty rough, especially that first day. I bet a lot of you wish you could mail your children somewhere else for a, for a little respite. Hang in there. 
Maybe in the coming weeks, you can get some Happy Meal, or maybe you'll just get a random coconut. Speaking of mail, the other day I got a package from Anthropology, and it was a pair of cream and gold trousers that I had completely forgot that I had ordered on one of my insomnia-fueled internet trips. This now joins a brown sugar bear and a white bolo tie as surprises in the mail to me from me love sleeplessness. I wish that my debit card could not work between the hours of midnight and 8 a.m., I cannot be trusted. (laughs) I'm trying to keep a thoughtful closet and then I go and do something like that. According to the receipt, I paid $16 for them and they do fit rather well and I don't own anything else with that point of view and I can't imagine them with two or three different tops. So they almost fit my thoughtful closet manifesto. I just didn't have fancy pants on my list. Speaking of, I would still love to see your closet audits as part of our community challenge. Tag your closet photos with TBTW Challenge, and one of you will win your pick of any prize from the Today By The Way price dash. As a bonus, I would also love to know what is the most ridiculous thing that you have ordered in a moment of desperation or sleeplessness? When Jude was a baby, I got so many books. Books on teething, books on reflux, books on tummy time, books on baby baths, consumer guides. I would be nursing him in the middle of the night and then I would just get on my phone and tap, tap, tap. And two days later, a book that I totally forgot I ordered would show up. So let me see your closet audits, but also share with us something off the wall or something that you just keep ordering in in a moment of weakness. For today's good time, good deal, I want to point you to PirateShip.com. I know, I know, I'm a podcaster, so I'm supposed to have some kind of affinity for Stamps.com. But for real, I use PirateShip for all of my shipping needs. It is dead simple. You just need a food scale and a ruler and a printer, and you can mail pretty much anything from your house without ever having to go to the post office ever again. I've been making these super cute paper bead hoop earrings for my noonday hostesses, and I've been price shopping the cheapest way to mail them and still have tracking, and Pirate Ship is it. I can mail a 6x9 padded bubble envelope with a cardboard jewelry box inside for under $4, and I'm able to give my hostesses the tracking numbers. Check them out if you need to mail any package at all, even a coconut. Let's try it. Okay, friend, that is it for today. There are some links for you in the show notes at todaybytheway.com slash episodes. And that's also where you can find the link to My Internet Besties, which is our Facebook group. I could use a little help this week. If you do logos, I need a little bit of direction with our forthcoming and long overdue website, myinternetbesties.com. Also, if you're a business owner, I do want to open up the Today By The Way ad inventory for you. I have a few spots open for the remainder of the year. So drop me a line at indiana at todaybytheway.com and let's chat. There is still time to leave your voicemails on the Instagram account at Today By The Way. Our hotline prompt this week is what is the best thing you've ever worn and how did it make you feel? Don't overthink it. Just start with your name and where you're from and answer the question. You can get that episode simply by signing up for our newly relaunched midweek emails. That sign up is also in the show notes at todaybytheway.com slash episodes. It is Monday and we have a whole week in front of us. I do hope that you get some happy mail 
even if it's something that you've ordered for yourself. And I hope that this week is easier than last week. Today is a new day, and friend, I am cheering you on.